Everybody and welcome to Ask Dr. Gans the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it. Everybody has it. So the question is, how do we deal with it, and how do we eliminate the bad stuff, and how can we actually use stress to help reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for manner for success at every level? Well, joining us as always is Dr. Gans Ferenc. He's our guy. How you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, it's funny every time I hear that music, no matter what the mood I'm in, I always feel a lift, right? It's just fun. It's it's kind, I love it. It's kind of the goal of that music. <laughs> I'm Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host as always. Today is podcast number five and the topic today is change stress and the spider web. <laughs> How long does it take to come up with these things? Because I went, okay, I get the change part. I get the stress part. Spider web. What's that all about? Well, look at, you know, what we think that we live in isolation and especially in North America here, right? Or Western culture generally, we tend to think of ourselves as individual actors and we kind of do stuff, the rugged individualist. To, if I got something to make, you know, it's all about me. It's, it's, it's about, you know, doing it my way, which, you know, I am a full believer in making sure you are doing things that make sense for you. But the truth is we are all interconnected. And so anything that happens to one of us really ha- has has uh, far-reaching effects, and we don't always think about that. But when it comes to change, it can be extremely stressful because depending on the network you're connected with, the, the, the strings of the web that connect you to other people, other people may have some say or some thoughts or some feelings about the changes you're trying to make. And so this is, this is why I'm talking about change and what happens and what happens to our relationships as we make those changes and as we grow as individuals or choose not to grow. I've often heard it said that successful people surround themselves with other successful people. So that is kind of you creating your own web, yeah. your own support group. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, uh, what's interesting is that we have a segment of our brain um, called mirror neurons, right? And, and uh, what these, this type of brain cell is for is to mirror what we see around us, mirror the environment and mirror the people around us. And, you know, so we catch attitudes, we catch experiences and whatever we focus on, we tend to get more of. So if we're focusing or seeing or around a lot of like negativity, guess what? You're going to tend towards negativity. But if you're thoughtful and uh, deliberate about it and you surround yourself with people who are successful, guess what? You're likely just to like automatically become more successful. I, I got a saying that I tell people, I said, like, uh, you can't do rehab at a crack house, okay? It's really, really hard. And so your environment makes a big difference. So, you know, who we're around makes a huge difference in terms of how we function in our success. But conversely, it's been said that when we look for a life partner, we tend to look for people who might be just a little different from us who can help complement us. Is that fair as well? Well, we should be looking for that. Okay. Right? Yeah, so, <laughs> well, and you know, it's funny. I was having, I was, uh, I was in Chicago uh, just this week actually, and I was talking to uh, my nephew, and we were just talking about you know relationships and stuff like that and how they function. And I was saying, I was letting him know that in a lot of ways we do find we do look for people who are complementary to us because. Typically, it's somebody who doesn't have um, sort of the same uh, stuff that we have going on. 
seems very attractive. So, hey, I like that. I like this is what this is what's happening. Like my wife is very free, very outgoing and, you know, like uh, really fun to be around. And I grew up and I was very strict and rigid and I was, you know, very disciplined, <laughs> at least at that time. <laughs> Don't know how I am now. But, you know, th- that freedom really attracted me. And, and so we do look for people who compliment us. And what's also interesting, we end up with people who have complementary dysfunctions as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, yeah. now, if somebody's hiring you as a coach, somebody right. who's going to help them get steered in the right direction here, where do you start with this? <laughs> well, I really talk about the process of change, right? I, I, it's important to understand that First of all, change is going to, in many ways, feel wrong because as humans, we prioritize, um, we prioritize familiarity than, more than success or something that's healthy or whatever. So we can be in a situation that is not great, but we, do that, we can do that for a long, long time and it becomes like normal to us. So when we switch to a position that is healthier, it is going to feel weird. So here, here's an example. Okay. So, you know, you can do it and the listeners can do it. Just, you know, take some time and cross your arms. So just cross your arms. And Want me to do way. this? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you cross your arms. Okay, so how does that feel? Just normal, right? You yeah, not bad because yeah. I, I tend to be like this normally. Yeah, okay. Now, great. So notice how great it feels and listeners do the same thing. Okay, now cross your arms the other way. Hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a minute. Now, now it, it, it I, takes I'm, some, work. I'm somewhat ambidextrous, right. but it still feels a little bit off for me. Right, okay. So the question is, is crossing your arms that way morally wrong? No. No, no. But, no, it, it, feels, but it feels weird, right? It does. And, and this is what I'm talking about, right? So even though, <laughs> still playing with it. Look what you've done to me. T- no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So even though, even though it's not actually wrong, it kind of feels off. It kind of feels wrong. Well, that is all that is, is just the physiological response to change. And what happens in our brains is as humans, we feel this weirdness and then we got to try to make sense of it so we can feel okay. So we put some judgment on it. Oh, it's because, well, no, I didn't grow up this way. Or, you know, my parents never did this way. Or, you know, no, somebody's going to be mad at me. Or the church never allowed me to do this before or whatever, right? Yeah. We, we put some, you know, we, we attribute some meaning morally and emotionally to this, but it's not. It's just the physiological response that the body has to doing things in a different way, to being out of procedure. So that's the first thing I tell people. Well, thanks for that. I'm not going to, I'm going to struggle with this. You're one. not going to know where to put your hands and, now, right? And, and you know, it's weird. Like I said, I, I'm somewhat ambidextrous. Yeah. I, I, I can write almost the same with my right as I can with my wow, left. That's great. But of course, a lot of people think that's a little on the bizarre side. So having to do all this kind of stuff is, is a little weird. Now, here's the question. So if you, if you were doing things a certain way, naturally, mm. Uh, are people going to understand that? Are they still going to support you? So look, at, <clears throat> we get into we get into relationships with people, okay, and and we don't we don't um, consciously like sign a contract or anything like that, right? But what happens is we make an agreement, uh, an unstated agreement that we're going to be a certain way, and this is what you can count on. And remember, we talked about the the idea that we um, we prioritize familiarity and predictability, so. People know me a certain way. They're used to interacting with me a certain way. Then I go to a seminar or I read a good book like The Me Factor or, you know, see somebody. I start to change. I start to grow. I start to do things in a different way. Well, I've broken the contract, right? I've now changed the rules of the game 
So now people are not going to be able to know how to deal with me in the same way. So they, and I got to make this really clear, your family and your friends are not in the basement plotting against you, okay? They're not trying to make you change back to what you were doing before. There's no war room. Right. It is all (laughs) unconscious. It is all, you know, it's not a conscious choice that they're doing. But you've changed the rules of the game, and so they want you to change back. They want you to go back to what they know because that was familiar, even if it wasn't working for them. They know how to play that game. So the, there's going to be this unconscious urge to pull everything back. So, I, I, you know, this is where the spider web comes in. If you can imagine a web that's really strongly built, so the, the strands of the web are really tight. If you pull one of the strands out of the way, the whole web distorts. Everything on the web changes, right? And if you were to let go of that strand, it would pop back into place because there's pressure on that strand to go back to its normal position because everything wants, every other part of the web wants you to go back to that position. If the spider comes along though, the spider would actually, you know, adjust to that. And so if you hold that out of position long enough, the spider would incorporate that new position into the new shape of the web and it would be fine. But so this is how it is with our relationships. When we start to change, everybody is affected and all the pressure is to go back to that old position. So what I tell people is this, you are allowed to change the rules of the game that you are playing. You are allowed to do that. But it is fair to let the other players know what the new rules are. That's, that's how it is. So if I'm going to change, I'm going to go to a therapist, I'm going to get a coach, I'm going to grow, I need to let the other people who are connected to me know, you know what, I'm doing this, here's what's happening, and here's why I'm doing it. Now, so you may notice this, I'm doing things in a different way. This may cause you some stress, but I just want you to know it's not about you. It's not, I'm not trying to do anything to hurt you. This is what's happening. At least the person has an understanding of what's happening and they know it's not personal, but they may still react in a negative way or, or have a difficult time with it. Hold that thought for a second. You're listening to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast, and we are talking about stress. You can check us out on Facebook, too. It's real simple. Check out Ask Dr. Gans. And, of course, doctor is Dr. I've often heard this said that if you are traveling around with a bad bunch and you want to try to change things a little mm-hmm. bit, you've got it. You have to get rid of the enablers. You have to get rid of the people who continually try to pull you back to that bad behavior. <laughs> right. This sounds like this is falling right into this category. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're looking at, you know, using the spider web analogy, continuing on with that, if you continue to change and the web is resistant to change, some of those strands are going to break. And that's how it is, right? And so when you're, when you're making the changes yourself, some relationships are going to adapt. Some relationships are going to, you know, some people in your life are going to be really happy for you. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's great, and you'll be supportive. Right. Others are going to be kind of neutral, you know what I mean? It's going to be like, okay, well, whatever you need to do, and we'll see how it goes, right? But others are going to be really upset. Now, they're not upset because you're making a change. They're upset because it's difficult for them. Yes. They, they don't know what to do with a new way of being that you're – practicing and developing into. So by nature, some of the relationships you have are going to end. But what will happen is you will make space for other relationships to be possible now. As people leave your your life, um, you now make, you have the opportunity then to have space for new people who want you to be exactly who you're becoming. They're, they've been waiting for that. They've been waiting for somebody like that to show up in their life, and they, they just flock in. Sure. So sometimes when we're making a change, we do have to look at that and, and really ask yourself, is this relationship still working for me? Is my way of relating to this person still working for me? 
is how I feel after I leave this person's presence or when I see their, their name come up on my, you know, on my phone. Is that working for me? Right. Sometimes the answer is no, and we do need to prune our relationship sometimes. But when you prune a tree, typically what happens is you get rid of the dead branches and the stuff that's kind of sucking the energy from you, and then the rest of the tree is healthier and you can create better, more luscious branches and leaves and probably much, much, much better fruit as well. But this takes a huge element of self-control to do this. People wow. just aren't going to prune. you gotta, you got to find a way to convince yourself that pruning is the way to go. Am oh, I yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, at this is, this is why this is not for the faint of heart. And uh, I said that right up front in my book. Look, this is not an easy thing that I'm presenting, right? But it's much easier than having the soul sucked out of you little by little over a number of years. And this is the other reason why being in, in a relationship with somebody who can coach you and help you and support you really can be very helpful because this is not easy. For me, I've been in therapy and had a, well, I've got several coaches actually right now, um, but I've been seeing somebody, whether it's a psychologist or a business coach or, you know, whatever. I've been seeing people for probably almost 30 years now. And I will always continue to do that because making these changes is not easy. And if you're doing it by yourself, if you're that one strand of the spider web that's being yeah. pulled out and the whole rest of the web is pulling you back, that's, that's very difficult. But if you got, you know, a little mini web of people around you or of, of supports that are helping to hold you in that new position. That actually helps you to stay there and actually helps the rest of the web to adjust. So when we talk about change, what about change back messaging, <laughs> that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And you, you get that. You get that. Sometimes it's unconscious, uh, or I shouldn't say unconscious, but it's un, nonverbal. Okay. Um, you know, you, you end up getting in fights or people, oh, I don't understand what's happening here, or they they pull away from you or they treat you badly because of things that are different in your in your life now in the, in the relationship. But, you know, the, the scariest... <laughs> The scariest and most difficult change back messages that we get are the change back messages we get from ourselves, the change back messages from our own minds. So the idea that it feels so wrong being in this new position, that is a change back message. The, the feelings of guilt at, oh, no, I can't do this. This is so hard. That, that is a change back message. Um, when I do the presentations, when I do like the, the speaking and stuff and I talk about the me factor and by by the way, I think I may, may have mentioned this before in one of the podcasts. I, it used to be called Me First, but it was such a, like, a, people just had a hard time with that particular phraseology that I changed it to the Me Factor. But even the concept of looking after yourself first, you mean I have to put myself before my kids or I got to put myself before work or sure. I'm allowed to feel good or I should take a rest? That can feel so foreign that people have their own change back messages to that. And so it's, you know, that's the thing you have to look for or look, look out for, I guess, is your own change back messages. The Me Factor, the book, great, great read, finished it finally. Oh, did you? Awesome. And you know what's funny is that I, I had not had a chance to talk to you until I got to the halfway point. Right. And from that point forward, I could hear you actually reading those words to me, you know, it's, it's funny how once you get that connection or, yeah. or people are listening to us on the podcast that you just start to see or read things differently. Yeah, you hear my voice in your head. Hey? Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, I think it's kind of funny, but it, I love the fact there's a, it's a powerful impact for me. So if you get a chance to pick up the book, do we'll tell you more about that through, through many of our podcasts. Cause that's kind of where we, uh, a lot of our stuff comes right from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it's all part of the system. Exactly. This and is, I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I should, I should say, too, you know, like, uh, just so everybody knows, and so you know, Brent, 
I read that book myself. I listen to my Me Factor download myself because it is so different for a lot of people. It's so different for me that I have to um, basically consciously condition myself to do the right thing because I have my own change back messages still after all these years, but it is getting easier and easier and easier. And I don't have to like uh, stress about it when I do it, but I do it for kind of maintenance purposes at this point. Very helpful to have that book on the bookshelf or a download on your computer or, or iPad or whatever, because trust me, you're going to go back to it oh, in yeah. a few years. And, it, and it's just, it's a refresher course. As far as I'm concerned, this is ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. Like we do weekly. You can also check us out online at askdrgans.com. That's ask doctor with a DR gans.com. Okay. So you're talking about doing little changes to practice, but what mm -hmm. is that all about? Okay. So a great example is just crossing your arms like we did before, right? It felt so weird to do that. Yeah. So what you do is you make other little nothing changes. And the idea is to get used to the feeling of weirdness that comes up in your body <laughs> when you do stuff differently. Yeah. And then you understand, oh, okay, this is just this, this is all this is. So things like we all, well, most of us, uh, <laughs> most of us put our pants on well, we do one leg at a time, right? Yep. But we usually have a preferred leg to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I put my right leg in first. So the thing is, okay, start putting your left leg in first, right? Or, um, you know, what my psychologist told me to do was, you know, see if you, for, you know, next 30 days, see if you can every day take a different route home. Might be one or two turns different or whatever, but a different route every home, at home every day. What you're doing is you're breaking procedure. You're breaking a pattern of behavior in your mind and your body so that, you know, these, a lot of these procedures are uh, unconscious. So you're making it conscious, but you're also practicing the weirdness that comes up when you break a procedure. And if you know that breaking this nothing procedure is like there's no real judgment to it, then it's a lot easier when stuff is harder that you say, oh, it's just the, you know, the physiological, my body's physiological response to change. That's all that's going on. It's no big deal. I just have to go through it enough and I'll be fine. You're kind of suggesting creating a new habit that's teaching you to break old habits. Yes, exactly right. Well put. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, because this arm thing is going to bother me for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, it just like, it just feels so <laughs> weird. It just feels so uncomfortable. Anything else we need to touch on in terms of this topic? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you a quick story. Like yeah. it's just, it's funny because I was, I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard um, they were talking about which side of the bed do you sleep on? I don't know if you've heard this one or not, but you know, everybody's got the preferred side. I said, well, I'm on the right side unless I'm in a hotel or I'm on the, I'm on the side that's close to the bathroom or whatever. Everybody's got their preferred thing. So there's this one couple that basically they, whoever gets to bed first, just picks a side wherever they go and they sleep there. And then the other person just goes on the other side. And it's just, it, every night is random and it's, and people were losing their minds because it's like, no, you got to pick a side. You got to like, you know, and I said, well, why do you, you just do your thing and it's okay. Do you have a side? <laughs> I, not really. I have a side. Really? Not re like, I mean, I, if I, if I go to a hotel or whatever, if it's, I really don't care. I've got a side of the bed at home because, you know, all my stuff's on one side and all my wife's stuff's on the I other side, so, right? Yeah. So I got a bed, I got to have side that way. But, you know, if we go somewhere, I really don't care, right? But but I have been practicing this. All the stuff I'm saying, I've been practicing. And I try all these little weird nothing things so that when I do have to do the bigger changes, I don't, like, lose my shit over it, right? So you and your better half are okay with this? Uh, okay, I'm on the left side today, and you, or do you not do that at home? 
Oh, we don't we don't switch at home. We don't okay, switch all at right. Home, but, Good, but, just but, double yeah, checking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a total weirdo. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we disappear, we have to uh, do a few shout outs because we, we love this. And I was going through the long list and it is growing. Awesome. And not only is it just in Canada, in the U.S., for example, uh, checked in New Mexico. Awesome. Georgia, the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Edmonton, which is where we are centered and where we do our show. So it's obvious we would have a lot of uh, people downloading the podcast here. Oxford, over in the UK. Awesome. Love it. Great place. And also a few uh, people connecting with us in India. Love it. So this is what I love about podcasting is that we can touch everybody and all across and around the world. And uh, we'll continue to tell you where other people are kind of tuning us in. If you're from any of those places, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and tell your friends. Absolutely. And retweet too, if you see us on Twitter, that's a huge way to get our message out there. Well, that's it for today. Each podcast will try and help you chip away at the stress monster with some helpful advice and some tips like today, and even how to teach you how to cross your arms properly. (laughs) And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop us a note at our website, which is askdrgans.com. You can post a quick note below the podcast portion there. If you love the show, please tell us if there's something you would like to hear us talk about then please tell us and we'll see what we can do right absolutely love some different topics Uh, we'd love to talk to people about what is important to them as well right absolutely once again check out the website askdrgans.com take a look at the the many features you're going to find there's information on seminars Mm -hmm. we have cool stuff to buy don't forget the me factor the book plus you can also reach dr gans for any public speaking event that you might have he'd love to hear from you Thanks for your time today. These just blow by for me. Oh, yeah. They, they cruise by. This we, one's gone by really quick. We could talk forever. Thanks for <laughs> your time today. I'm Brent Griffiths. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Have a great day, and we're back next week. One, two, three. Listen. Listen.